On today's episode of Locked on Pirates, we have a lot of Pirates news to get to today. The Pirates, of course, won 5-3 to three last night over the Milwaukee Brewers, propelled by O'Neill Cruz's home run off of Corbin Burns. So we'll recap that game in the start of the show. Also, Yoshi Sutsugo has been designated for assignment with Tucapito Marcano returning to the big league roster. We'll talk about the implications of that and what other moves could be on the horizon for the Pittsburgh Pirates as they retool the roster. Finally, the trade deadline has come and gone, so we're going to recap the wild 2022 trade deadline that saw Juan Soto head to San Diego, well, along with Josh Hader and Brandon Drury, among a lot of other moves that were major in the NL Central. And we will also preview tonight's second game of the Pirates-Brewers series as the Pirates look to get on a little win streak after their seven-game losing streak. Today's episode is, of course, brought to you by Blue Nile. More on them later. As you see, if you're on YouTube, the news ticker on the bottom will have general Pirates news as well as what we're talking about on today's episode. Brought to you by Built Bar and Blue Nile. And with that said, let's get into today's episode. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to that Pittsburgh Pirates podcast, everybody. I am, of course, your host who does the most, Ethan Smith. Hope you all are having a phenomenal Wednesday, August 3rd. It is one of my work days, so we are getting kind of a pregame slash mid-afternoon episode at you today. And after a wild trade deadline, it was very nice to just watch some baseball again. I mean, I know the teams were all still playing, but... It honestly just felt like the trade deadline just took away from the games for a while. We got back to what was going on the field for a couple of hours, and it was a interesting game last night for the Pittsburgh Pirates as they defeated the Milwaukee Brewers 5-3 to in a game where all eight runs were scored in the same inning. The Brewers, by the way, out hit the Pirates 9-4 to in this game, but O'Neill Cruz has a home run off of Corbin Burns that tied the game up. The Pirates would continue to make things happen. And Colin Holderman makes his Pirates debut and gets his fifth win of the year. Colin Holderman, by the way, 5-0 and at the MLB level at the current moment. So maybe a good pickup by the Pittsburgh Pirates in the Daniel Vogelbach trade. Uh, as I see on the bottom ticker, by the way, I said the Pirates make two moves total. That was in reference to the trade deadline day. Uh, or that trade deadline period. Of course, Vogelbach was traded last week, so they made three deals total, all pretty much minor moves. But as far as getting into the game last night, I was very um, taken aback by the bottom of the lineup yesterday. Of course, Kevin Newman, Brian Reynolds, and Key Brian Hayes all hitless in this game. No RBIs, no hits, no runs. Ben Gamble, Bly Madris, Cal Mitchell, and O'Neill Cruz, though, really stepped up. Tyler Heineman even stepped up with an RBI and a run. Of course, all in that wild sixth inning, again, that produced all of the runs in the game. But one of my biggest takeaways from this game was the work of the bullpen. Of course, Bryce Wilson, I actually want to throw some praise at Bryce Wilson before he allowed those home runs in the uh, in that inning, uh, the sixth inning. 
and being taken out again. I think he stayed in just an inning too long. He pitched five and one-third, six hits, three earned runs with two strikeouts with 80 pitches. Bryce Wilson has actually not looked too bad as of late. Of course, Rolante Contreras right now is in AAA, getting some of his stuff going, trying to get that arm back, I guess. Uh, they were trying to limit his innings. I don't under actually understand why they uh, sent him down. As we actually do have tonight's lineup live as I'm recording, Kevin Newman, Brian Reynolds, Ben Gamble, Key Brian Hayes, O'Neal Cruz, Bly Madris, Cal Mitchell, Tucapito Marcano, and Tyler Heineman will headline the lineup tonight. We'll get into that a little bit more later with some of the other topics on the show. But again, I was very pleased with the performance that we got from the bullpen last night. Uh, it was a mix of Colin Holderman who came in in that, uh, in that inning for Bryce Wilson, pitched a full inning, only gave up two hits. Manny Benuelos comes in, gets a K. And then Yuri De Los Santos and Will Crow, man, two innings pitched combined, one hit allowed, five Ks, seven balls between them. I really like to see those two guys work, and I'm really enjoying the work that we're seeing uh, from Yuri De Los Santos so far. The guy has absolutely been he's been good 2.78 ERA 24 Ks a 1.1 whip liking what I'm seeing from the guy so far again 24 years old a potential future pillar in the uh, Pirates rotation or uh, bullpen so I'm really liking what I'm seeing there Will Crow is also very much implemented himself well into this bullpen I think 316 ERA he's had a very good year shifting from that starter role last year that we saw him struggle in to the role that he is currently in now 56 Ks 1.21 whip 3.16 ERA I am liking what I'm seeing from uh, Will Crow I'm also thinking you might end up seeing this from a guy like a Bryce Wilson next year where he takes this starting role that he is currently in now and propels it to a very big bullpen role next year when the team has the likes of Michael Burrows and Quinn Priester knocking on the door to be in the rotation. Colin Holderman, by the way, to go along that 5-0 record has a 1.93 ERA. So that Vogelbach trade so far is starting to look good. But other notes on this game, the offense, albeit they did score five runs all in that inning. A lot of it was patience at the plate with the walks. Still only four hits on the game, though. So I got my wish in terms of the run production. But to take it back to one side, I think, in a specific situation, there were two situations in this game, if uh, my memory serves me correctly, where the Pirates um, had Ben Gamble on third base with nobody out, couldn't score him, and had the bases loaded later in the game with two outs and couldn't score. Those are the kind of moments that the Pirates need to capitalize on. They need to make sure that they get those uh, runs in, especially against a guy like Corbin Burns, who thankfully they got that offensive production from in that sixth inning, or else this game would have went dark really quick. Uh, the Pirates needed an, a bounce-back inning there in the sixth inning, and they got it for sure. It won't get any easier tonight as they face off against Freddie Peralta. More on that later, but... That was my thoughts from the 5-3 win that ended the Pirates' seven-game losing streak, so they now move to 41-62. and And before we get into the Yoshi Tsutsugo designated for assignment news, I want to let you guys know about Blue Nile. We are introducing BlueNile.com, the original online jeweler who does everything that you would think from, you know, 
wedding jewelry, and fine jewelry. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. There are two parts to this business. You have wedding jewelry, like engagement rings and bands, and everyday fine jewelry, like diamond jewelry, cocktail rings, and gemstone necklaces, etc., whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose a diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. Are you looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace and go to BlueNile.com today. Folks, rejoice. You already know what I'm talking about. Yoshi Tsutsugo has been designated for assignment. The news, of course, breaking from Jason Mackey of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Jason Mackey, I will pull up the tweet for everybody and read it verbatim just so you believe it. Just so you believe it, I know it's hard to believe. Yoshi Tsutsugo is off the roster, but earlier this morning, um, Yoshi Tsutsugo has been designated for assignment. Tukapita Marcano is taking his roster spot. Story to come. So big news there for the Pirates. Ben Sherrington and Derek Shelton preached that we would see some roster shakeup post trade deadline. Of course. Not as many deals as I think a lot of people expected, as I alluded to on this podcast for a while. I didn't think it was going to be a very busy deadline for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and it wasn't. Uh, mainly because a lot of the pieces I thought that they had were just not tradable pieces, like a Yoshi Tsutsugo, like a Josh Van Meter, like um, some of the bullpen arms. But they did end up trading Chris Stratton to the St. Louis Cardinals, a guy I didn't think would be on the I thought would be on the move, but I didn't think anybody would want him. They move on from Jose Quintana. They move on from Daniel Vogelbach. They bring in Malcolm Nunez and Johan Oviedo. They bring in another pitcher from the Toronto Blue Jays. The Pirates' trade deadline was good. And also very interesting to consider that Johan Ramirez also has a locker as well. Uh, so we'll get more into that a little bit. Not really sure what that's about. It may be related to the David Bednar injury bug that he has been dealing with. But at this point, you also have to consider Josh Van Meter is still on this team. You heard me say the lineup earlier. We'll get into the lineup again later. Josh Van Meter does not need to be on this team anymore. As you guys saw on Twitter earlier today, I said, have to wonder when JVM gets DFA now. Either way, the pure ignorance of the front office to keep both Yoshi and Josh Van Meter on the team this long is ridiculous. I'd expect the next week or so we get another call-up like Sawinski, Swaggerty, or Castillo that leads to JF, uh, JVM being DFA'd. That's what I think a lot of this roster shakeup would be. Uh, Johan Ramirez, by the way, a guy that I'd be very interested to see get some work out of the bullpen with David Bednar potentially going on the IL. Sure, we'll get more news on that later today. Um, also, again, 
Josh Van Meter does not need to be on this team anymore. You cut bait finally with Yoshi Tsutsugo, who I will add, because they're not very comparable players, but you can compare them because they're bad. Josh Van Meter has at least given the Pirates some kind of defensive versatility. He's given you a couple moments where he gets a hit, like yesterday. He's given you those small moments. Has he done it consistently? Lord, no, he hasn't. But Yoshi Tsutsugo is gone. JVM will be next. After that, I don't think we're going to see too much roster shakeup. Of course, you have September call-ups coming up pretty soon where it'll only be two extra players. Uh, I would expect those players to be players we've already seen this year, uh, like a Jack Sawinski, a Diego Castillo, Travis Swaggerty, one of those mix of those guys, uh, two out of the three. Or maybe you get a Johan Ramirez or potentially a Michael Burrows to slot into the rotation for that final month of the season. It might feel like there's not that much season left, especially with it being August, but the Pirates still have a lot of questions to make about this roster. You know Brian Reynolds is your guy. You know Key Brian Hayes is a guy. You know David Bednar is a guy. The pitching staff is looking a lot better with Zach Thompson, Brubaker, Keller, and uh, Contreras when he was here really improving and making things happen. So you have to consider now the questions that surround this baseball team for the last couple of months, which is, does Contreras come back and perform like he was when he was here, perform well? What are you doing at first base? Which, getting rid of Yoshi fixes a lot of those issues. Uh, I think you'll definitely expect a um, Michael Chavis, Bly Madris kind of platoon, depending on what side of the plate the pitcher throws from. But that's a question. Which one of these outfielders is going to finally make a statement and erase themselves from the pack? Jack Sawinski earlier in the year was kind of doing that with that power dynamic that he was bringing with the multiple home runs that he was hitting. But again, he needed to go back down to AAA to figure out the strikeout issue. He needed to go down to AAA to figure out the swing, a lot like Diego Castillo. So that then gets into the middle infield question. Like you have Diego Castillo, Hoy Park, Rodolfo Castro, O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill Cruz, again, is a guy who cements themselves as a top option in the middle infield. That's a question that you got to keep in mind, but I do think right now you're going to see Kevin Newman and O'Neill Cruz in the middle infield for the remainder of the year because that's your best two options in that spot. Going to the bullpen, if Bednar is indeed on an IL stint, do we get to see more of Johan Ramirez? Do we get to see Johan Oviedo eventually come up and make an impact for this team after he was traded from the St. Louis Cardinals? Do you get to see a guy like Mason Martin maybe get a look? Do you get to see Michael Burrows potentially get a look in a couple of weeks when the September call-ups come up? There's a lot of questions surrounding this baseball team. Of course, we'll be answering them here, but I can't give anybody really answers yet on what's going to happen. But what I do expect to happen, I do expect one of these outfielders to eventually push forward push against the league a little bit more. I think Sawinski has the best chance to with that power dynamic. I do think that he'll make things happen for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think he'll definitely uh, get that power dynamic back, hopefully bring the strikeout number down. And uh, Cal Mitchell as well has played very well in right field as of late. So I'm enjoying seeing the, the youth movement come back. As you heard me and Gary talk about on Monday's episode, this team was really fun to watch for about a month when Gamble 
Sutsugo and a lot of these other guys were on the IL. And it was just really fun stuff to watch, man. It really was seeing these young guys fight and claw and fight and claw and learn the game and get better and face major league pitching. And these uh, young pitchers face major league hitting. It was fun. That's what you're going to be getting back into again. Ben Sherrington, Derek Shelton have said it. The roster will turn over. It's not going to be a major turnover, but next step is getting rid of Josh Van Meter. You have to cut bait at this point. You weren't trading the guy like you thought you might be able to. He's given you no value whatsoever since you traded for him from Arizona. He's not doing anything that is going to be of value for this team in the future, and I don't care how much control the guy has. Cut bait now. He's shown you that he's not worth it. Or even if anything, send them down to AAA. I don't even know if they could do that because you might be out of minor league options. At the end of the day, Josh Van Meter does not need to be on this baseball team. We need to see the likes of Diego Castillo or Rodolfo Castro, Hoy Park, Tucapita Marcano, Key Brian Hayes, O'Neill Cruz, Cal Mitchell, Jack Sawinski, Bly Madris. We need to see these guys getting consistent at-bats at the major league level for the rest of the year because, shocker, the Pirates are not contending for a playoff spot. They're 21 games under 500 in August. There's no way that they're going to contend for a playoff spot. There's no way they're going to contend for a wild-card spot. There's no way they're even going to be a competitive baseball team in terms of a record. But that doesn't mean you can't be a competitive baseball team down the stretch while also getting these guys good opportunities and high leverage situations against teams that are looking to get to the playoffs that will help this team move forward for the next couple of years. Also, the catcher position, Tyler Heineman. I'm really liking what I see from the guy. I think he has a real shot to be the backup catcher if they bring back Roberto Perez. I think he has a real shot to be the backup catcher when Henry Davis is called up. I really like what I'm seeing from Heineman. I think he has a really good chance. Jason DeLay even as well has shown signs of being a good Major League Baseball catcher. They've cut bait with Michael Perez. They've cut bait with Yoshi Tsutsugo, Cole Tucker, Gregory Polanco last year, Todd Frazier even if you want to bring his name up. Cut bait with Josh Van Meter. He does not need to be here. As you guys saw last year, unnecessary at-bat Josh Van Meter number one happened yesterday after the trade deadline. Guess what? We don't need to see it again. Speaking of the trade deadline, we're going to recap what was a crazy trade deadline all around baseball and how the Pittsburgh Pirates were involved. But before we do that, if you want to bet on the Pittsburgh Pirates to take the series tonight against the Milwaukee Brewers against Freddie Peralta, you can use betonline.net. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events as the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. And BetOnline, of course, is where the game starts. By the way, preseason football starts tomorrow. Raiders, Jags in the Hall of Fame game. So make sure you go check out Locked On Steelers and Christopher Carter. Carter critiques over there. Locked On Steelers doing a great job covering training camp thus far with the battle between Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. So make sure you go check that out as well as checking out Hunter Odies of Locked On Penguins as he talks about the Penguins offseason and the upcoming 2022-2023 season for the Pittsburgh Penguins as well as checking out Nick Farbaugh over at Locked On Pitt 
College football is back this month. Pitt plays West Virginia in the backyard brawl. College game day will be there, so check that out. The Locked On Pittsburgh family is having a great time. There's tons to talk about. But we are the Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. I am your host, Ethan Smith. Man, the trade deadline was something, wasn't it? It really was. The trade deadline was a lot. Uh, I personally did not think that Juan Soto was going to get traded. Apparently, the San Diego Padres saw enough to say that Juan Soto was worth the haul they got together to get him. And then the whole Eric Hosmer thing I thought was absolutely insane with him possibly declining the trade with his no-trade clause. He ends up going to Boston. Um, Also, ahead of tonight's game, right-hander Danielson Lamette and catcher Pedro Severino have been designated for assignment by the Milwaukee Brewers. So that's interesting. But going back to the trade deadline, Josh Bell gets involved in that trade to San Diego, and I think it was clear the Padres won the trade deadline. You pick up Josh Hader from Milwaukee. You pick up Josh Bell and Juan Soto from Washington. You pick up Brandon Drury from the uh, Cincinnati Reds. They couldn't have done more. The Yankees, also on the other hand, I think had a phenomenal trade deadline. They get rid of Joey Gallo, sending him to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Shout out to him as well for getting sent there. Uh, I know things were rough for him in New York. Um, Also, they pick up Frankie Montes, which I thought was a major, major deal for them. They needed that kind of uh, power in the rotation. They ended up trading Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader right near the trade deadline, which I thought was an interesting trade as well as they pick up another outfielder from the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, you also saw uh, Scott Efros get traded from the Chicago Cubs in division. For the Pirates, of course, the Pirates made their three moves. Vogelbach to the Mets, Quintana Stratton to the Cardinals, and they pick up a Toronto Blue Jays pitcher that was sent to AAA. The Cardinals was very interesting. They were kind of in the Juan Soto sweepstakes, but they didn't want to get rid of Dylan Carlson, so they fell out of it. They end up picking up Jordan Montgomery and um, Paul Blackburn, I also believe, got sent over there. Um, The Brewers, on the other hand, Trade Josh Hader for Taylor Rogers and a bunch of other players also. Kind of interesting now that they're leading the division, but they were also selling, which speaks to kind of the dynamic of baseball. You could even be good as a low market team, but you're still going to end up selling. But also, the Cubs was the one that interested me. The Pirates did what they were supposed to do. Traded Quintana, traded Vogelbach. That's what they were supposed to do. The Reds did what they were supposed to do. Tyler Malley, Luis Castillo, Brandon Drury, the big names that they were supposed to trade, gone. The Cubs, on the other hand, traded Scott Efrost. They traded um, blanking on David Robertson and held on to Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras, which I thought was very interesting, especially after the kind of hug that they had with each other where it appeared that they were done. But what was the whole point of offloading Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, and that whole group last year to then hold on to Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras? The Cubs confused me. Cardinals, on the other hand, I think they just kind of had a Cardinals-esque deadline. They were in the market for a big guy, didn't get him. They wanted to hold on to Carlson. They go get some smaller pieces. The Pirates, I think, as well with the trade deadline, if I had to give it a final grade, I'd say it was a B plus. 
Nothing crazy, I don't think. We'll see how Malcolm Nunez and Johan Oviedo produce. We'll see if uh, Colin Holderman continues to produce as well. If those guys produce, that could go up to an A-. A minus. I think the Pirates did just fine. Their true winners of the deadline to me are the San Diego Padres. I don't think anybody will disagree with that. Losers of the deadline, I'd say it has to probably be the Cubs just because they didn't trade who they were supposed to trade. Other than that, I mean, the Red Sox, I don't know what they were doing. They could be considered losers of the deadline. But the trade deadline is come and gone. It's done and dusted. We have baseball the rest of the way, as we do tonight, as Freddie Peralta will be on the mound for the Pits- or for the Milwaukee Brewers. I wish he was on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, and Tyler Beattie will be on the mound for um, the Pittsburgh Pirates, facing off against Freddie Peralta. Of course, the Brewers lineup already announced Christian Yelich, Adamez, Rowdy Telez, Andrew McCutcheon, Colton Wong, Hunter Renfro, Luis Urias, Omar Nervaez, and Tyrone Taylor. Pirates, of course, Kevin Newman, Brian Reynolds, Ben Gamble, Kevin Key Brian Hayes will be in the cleanup spot. O'Neill Cruz, Bly Madris, Cal Mitchell, Tuca Pito Marcano, and Tyler Heineman round out the lineup for the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Brewers are minus two twenty favorites in this game, as they probably should be. And I think the Brewers do bounce back and win this game. But I think Tyler Beatty has a good game. I think the Pirates pitch well again. I just think the Brewers don't give up those silly walks and those runs that they gave up last night against the Pirates. I think the Brewers win four to three tonight and even up the series. With that said, guys, that was your preview of tonight's game, your recap of last night's game. Tuka Peter Marcano is up. Yoshi Tsutsugo is gone. The trade deadline is come and gone. Questions are to be answered over the next couple of months. I am Ethan Smith of the Locked On Pirates podcast, and make sure you go check out Locked On MLB with Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. Enjoy the game tonight on Wednesday, August 3rd. I am your host who does the most, and I will see you guys on the flip side. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.